Tracy and Emily are smart lovable sisters who really love Lucifer for the plot. Yeah, the plot, which they overthink. Hi there. I'm here with my sister, Tracy Guy Decker, and she does use a hyphen. Yeah. And I am here with my sister, Emily Guy Birkin. She does not use a hyphen. That is true. And we would like to talk to you about the TV show Lucifer that appeared on Fox and then was picked up by Netflix. Yeah. And um, I know how I got into Lucifer because you told me about it, but um, how did you find it? And how did you know it was going to be a keeper? So uh, I started watching it in 2019. My husband was on a business trip and kids were in bed and I wanted to have put something on TV to, while I was folding laundry. And so of course I'm, I'm scrolling through Netflix and I see the teaser uh, where it is Tom Ellis emerging out of a pool of water and he is a tall drink of water himself. <laughs> and I said, I don't care what that is. I must watch. <laughs> uh, because damn. <laughs> so I watched, I think the first two episodes that night. Uh, and it had so many of the things that I love. I mean, for one thing, handsome men and not just Tom Ellis, there's DB Woodside, there's uh, Kevin Alejandro. And then there's also, you know, all the good looking women. There's uh, Leslie Ann Brandt, there's Rachel Harris, there's um, um, Lauren German. Uh, but it was also very funny, but also had some serious, uh, like took on some serious topics. It, uh, I loved the idea of how celestials would mix in with humanity in Los Angeles, even if it felt a little shoehorned sometimes for it to be a crime solving devil TV show. Uh, but uh, after I think about three or four episodes, I put my life on hold and binged the whole thing. So why don't you tell me about your Lucifer origin story? Yeah, you um, must've been after the first couple. No, you must've watched a lot of it because you quoted me from later seasons. Um, but you, you called me up and you were like, Trace, you got to watch this show. And you were like, I know it sounds crazy, but, and you even like sang the little song, crime solving devil. <laughs> it makes sense. Don't overthink it. And I was like, okay, Emily has gone bye-bye. <laughs> but then you told me it was based on a Neil Gaiman, uh, comic book a spinoff from Sandman. And I was like, well, why didn't you lead with that? Because <laughs> Neil Gaiman is, uh, in my humble opinion, one of the greatest storytellers of our generation. I mean, I, the, the guy just gets story. He mm -hmm. really understands that what a reader, a viewer, a consumer of story wants and needs, uh, to, to, to feel satisfied. Um, so that was enough. I was, you know, I was a little skeptical because of your little singing <laughs> moment, but Neil Gaiman was enough for me to give it a shot. And then, um, like you, I was, I was pretty hooked pretty quick. I did not put my whole life on hold, but I definitely made Lucifer a part of my life so mm -hmm. much so that when I was leaving a job, uh, my coworkers as a parting gift bought me a six foot tall cardboard cutout of Tom Ellis as Lucifer, uh, as a, uh, goodbye. And we love you present. Thank you guys. I, I still have it and it's up in the laundry room. 
<sighs> That's why I like your laundry room. Because <laughs> you can dry bras around him and it it, it fits. And I Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about it on the regular, mm-hmm. right? We were talking about the show on the regular um, and about different things we were noticing. And we decided to rewatch together. Mm-hmm. And if we were going to be getting together to talk about it, we might as well record it. And that's how this podcast was born. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and one of the things that's been really f- cool for me in the rewatch is some of the ways that you have brought your story analysis with your, you know, both like, sometimes you'll be like, yo, when I was teaching English, this, you know, this was a thing that I would share. And, and that has been really interesting. And also, especially your focus on mental health and mental health awareness and internalized shame around mental health issues and the way that the show addresses them uh, directly, but through the metaphor Mm -hmm. of these celestials and the ways in which their self-actualization happens. That has been really, really fascinating to me to hear it through your lens as we've done the rewatching together. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I have a similar experience with uh, rewatching with you, uh, because uh, with your educational background, so you double majored in English and religion for undergraduate, and then you have a master's degree in religion, but you focused on uh, modern Jewish history. So uh, you're able to bring this kind of like breadth of understanding of the, you know, original, original texts. Um, (laughs) So, and I've really loved seeing uh, how you geek out about um, what this television show is doing to represent some very ancient ideas and stories um, and the ways that it diverges, the ways that it uh, cleaves to um, both, you know, our, tradition of Judaism and then the way it might cleave to more of a Christian tradition. Uh, and I, f- I found that just absolutely fascinating and really interesting. I love it when you geek out about something and are frustrated, like uh, Eve's name was one in particular. You're like, that is not her name. And here's why it's a bad translation. <laughs> <laughs> I did geek out. And, uh, and so that's, that's been fascinating. Um, and really one of the things I I like about it also is, um, you know, the majority of people who are watching this show, if they have any familiarity with, um, like Bible stories with, you know, the, the kind of, um, ancient texts that are informing Neil Gaiman's, uh, comic books that then inform this crime solving double TV show they'll be coming at it from um, a Christian point of view. And so um, even though, you know, we're both raised Jewish, I did not spend time studying all of this. So I love coming at it from a Jewish point of view, in part because it's very easy to pick up the Christian point of view just through osmosis and in society. Whereas this gave me a much clearer view of um, how the rabbis would have talked about things. What's, you know, what's in the Talmud? What's, you know, what's in the Torah? And it's, it's just, really fascinating. And I love when pop culture is both high and low at the same time. And that's what this felt like. Yeah. I like that too. I like that too. Yeah. Some of the other wickets that the show knocks down for me in terms of like satisfying tropes or satisfying um, elements of storytelling that, that, that I love in addition to, to that sort of high and low uh, mm-hmm. At the same time, um, are you know dramatic irony where we as the viewer know something that not all the characters know. I mm-hmm. love that. I love redemption arcs. Like I, 
I love nothing better than a good redemption story. Mm -hmm. Chosen family stories about chosen family and people sort of, you know, um, taking care of one another uh, in, in those sort of chosen groups. All of those are, are elements of story that are kinds of stories that just really, I find deeply satisfying and like sort of warm my heart. Like they just resonate Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And Lucifer has all of those Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you know, when I, when I sort of look at it in that way, it's no wonder that it was so appealing. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not just, uh, you know, the plot where the plot is that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Ellis emerging from the water. Right. We, we watch it for the plot. And we the watch plot it for the plot. Scene. <laughs> that scene with Tom, as Tom we Ellis. read it for the articles. I mean, <laughs> exactly. it's not just that. Right. It actually, it has a lot of really powerful and really satisfying and resonant uh, elements to it that just feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, these two sisters are weird, but fun. Uh, if you like the show and you want to rewatch with us, like, come on, come yeah. on in. So- so- y- you'll get lots more of this overthinking, um, lots more, um, deep looks into storytelling structure because uh, we both are English majors um, and storytellers in our own right or trying to be anyway. Um, a lot of, uh, of appreciation for the beauty of the cast. Uh, you, yeah. you might hear us talk a little bit more about Tom Ellis's eyes and hair and chest hair than is necessarily, you know, politically correct, but <laughs> oh my goodness, that man is gorgeous. Um, and we would love to have you admire him along with us, as well as the other members of the cast. And we don't give it a pass. We don't give it a pass, right? Just because we yes. love it doesn't mean we aren't willing to say, like, this was a mistake. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, we want to look at this in uh, how it reflects and um, is part of the greater culture that can be problematic, that can be painful or uh, harmful. Uh, so please come join us and, and uh, you know, overthink the Crime Solving Devil TV show with us. We would love to have you. Our theme song is Feral Angel Waltz by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License. Visit the show notes for the URL. I am an artificially generated voice, powered by Narakeep.com. Lucifer is a Warner Brothers production that first aired on Fox and then Netflix. Tracy and Emily are not affiliated with Fox, Netflix, nor WB. If you liked this episode, subscribe to Keep Overthinking with them, and visit the show notes for other ways to connect.